Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, the Dirtle Magus, and with me as always is Nathan Golia. Good evening, Zach. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. So uh, I haven't gotten to play any Legacy in a while, but I think you have. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got to play this weekend. Uh, I played uh, at Top Deck Games down in uh, Haddon, Haddon Township in South Jersey. Yep. And uh, I, I decided to. T- uh, I went down with Roland, uh, Roland Chang, and, and David Kaplan, and uh, I took Infect with me, and mm-hmm. uh, I went two and three. <laughs> so, still a little new with that deck, uh, but uh, it, it was a pretty brutal, uh, brutal tournament for me because uh, I, I ended up playing against uh, only three different kinds of decks uh, at, at the tournament for the five rounds I played. Um, uh-huh. It was Miracles, uh, which I just sequenced sort of poorly in the first game, trying to get used to what I was supposed to do, and uh, lost that. Then I came in with uh, uh, against Dave. Uh, David Kaplan was playing uh, Eldrazi, the Eldrazi Stompy deck, and he got me. Yeah. Uh, then I followed that up with another Miracles matchup uh, that I got. Uh, I got pretty crushed in. Uh, uh, this time it was uh, opponent was able to top deck uh, a miracle. Uh, actually, he he top decked uh, entreat the angels to save himself uh, uh, to be able to block my uh, creatures, and then uh, and then was able to control me out after uh, a few a few more turns. And then uh, again, I faced Eldrazi, and uh, <laughs> I won that round. Uh, and then uh, I played against uh, what was the last one? Uh, oh, Death and Taxes, and I was able to beat Death and Taxes pretty convincingly. Um, so it, it was uh, it was not the best showing for 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 myself at the tournament, and like I said, I'm pretty new to the Legacy Infect deck, so I think I just need a little bit more practice with that before I uh, try and play it in a larger tournament. What did you find was sort of the bottleneck with Eldrazi that was hard to? play around oh they have just chalice or they have chalice and chalice is tough but not the end of the world but both uh both games uh against my opponent were decided by a turn one chalice that i could have played a glistener elf instead of a hierarch yeah and uh i got i i you know i couldn't really get out an infect creature against him after that so i thought it would be smarter to play the uh hierarch first uh against him so that i could play a blighted agent uh, and then the blighted agent got killed, and I couldn't play. Uh, I couldn't play uh, what's called uh, any uh, one drops, and I kept drawing one drops. I never got my ink ink moth nexuses, so yeah. he was just able to he, kill me pretty, you know, at his own pace. Did he? Uh, what had he used to kill your uh, blighted agent? Um, dismember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the, they have so many things that they can that they sometimes play like. Uh, warping whale, spatial yeah. contortion. Yeah, it, uh, I didn't see any warping whales or spatial contortions. Just uh, justice members. Yeah, and they were good enough, so that got me. Yeah, uh, I played a top deck uh, a few months ago, and uh, it was a lot of Eldrazi, but it was right after the deck had come out, so yeah, I felt like it was very, uh, you know, it was it was kind of a hot hot thing. Yeah, I feel like it's a deck that uh, a lot of people who don't necessarily play a lot of Legacy can afford. Yeah, um, you know you can get in. You can get into that deck pretty cheaply, um, in comparison to say like Rug Delver or something like that. You know, if you <laughs> don't have the you don't have the Goyce or the or the um, dual lands. Uh, you know, you spend maybe what eight hundred dollars and you have an Eldrazi deck. 
Yeah, and um, I mean, really, the only bottleneck there being City of Traders. Sometimes yeah. they play Mox Diamond, Chalice is to be expensive, but you might have those cards, or at least you can trade for a, you can trade for things like um, Chalice of the Void. Yeah, a little easier than some of these other cards. Um, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Um, what? How many people were in the tournament? You think uh, there were twenty-two? I want to say. Um, yeah. So it was it was an okay sized tournament. Um, Dave made the top eight. Uh, I don't actually know how well he did because I decided that I was going to go hang out with my dad, uh, and I had, oh. my da- I had my dad pick me up, and I went and uh, had like a weekend down in South Jersey with my folks. Oh, cool! Yeah. Um, last time I, when I when I went, it was a twelve player tournament, and uh, I had a draw, <laughs> so I like missed top eight because yeah, I had a draw. It. it was so brutal. Yeah. Anyway, I'm hope I'm gonna get to play this week. I didn't get to play last week because I had to go to Las Vegas for work, and I looked around to try and find a legacy game while I was there, but none was forthcoming. Yeah. So um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to play in a week, but I'm looking forward to getting back on the horse tomorrow. Awesome. I actually uh, last week uh, Nebulous had 14 people, which was pretty nice. So we're we're starting to get a little bit of a legacy crew in there, which is that's pretty sweet. good. I decided to yeah. try a uh, Miracle of Science. Uh, the Greg Mitchell <laughs> deck, and uh, uh, again with the not being completely on top of uh, what my uh, what my plays were, I uh, I didn't do great. I went like uh, two and two, which was enough to get me a pack. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I could have done better. Good old fifteen dollar pack. Yeah, so that was a little yeah. rough. Yeah, the last time I played, I had like a huge bandage on my finger and it was miserable. So. Uh, <laughs> Hoping this and I like got blown out, so we had about that many too, which was great for Utah. Actually, this week and this coming weekend in Provo, which is where I live in Utah, mm-hmm. there's a Magic the Gathering swap meet at the local mall. A swap that has been, meet. Yeah, it's gonna be. I, I'm interested in checking it out. So I don't know. I don't know much of anything. I some of my friends have sort of, you know, mentioned they're gonna come down from Salt Lake, uh, and uh, the guy, but the kids running. A, uh, he's going to have booths for some of the local stores, which there are a lot. Um, and he's going to have a Kaladesh sealed tournament for dual lands. Cool. So I'm happy for that. That'll uh, get some more dual lands in circulation. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. He's going to have an, an Eternal Masters draft, which I'm oscillating on whether or not I want to, uh, whether or not I want to try it. Um, I was going to see if I can get the you know people to fire Legacy or something. If I can uh, talk to people tomorrow, see who's coming down. Maybe we can get an eight-man going. One of the stores here in Provo uh, has been trying to run Saturday Legacy, and I just haven't been able to make it because yeah. it's tough when you have little kids to like leave Saturday at three o'clock. Yeah, yeah. It's, whatever it's, you're doing, that's a uh, that's a lot for the wife to deal with. Yeah. So, um, so uh, maybe we'll you know try and get them, try and talk to them and convince them to switch it to a weeknight so that I can sneak out after they go to bed. <laughs> but. But anyway, so I'm looking forward to uh, to that too. I just want to see if, you know what the uh, crowd is like around here, um, a little bit more. So cool. So we've got in Legacy several pretty large events coming up. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff coming up in the next month. Um, Eternal Extravaganza, the fifth one. Five. The fifth one. Yeah, this is going to be in Baltimore this coming weekend, October fifteenth. Um, the following weekend, there's going to be one of the Wizards of the Coast official uh, Legacy Championships or Eternal Weekends. Mm-hmm. That's, that's in Columbus, be in right? Oh, well, no, the that's, first one's that's in, in Europe. In, uh, yeah. Europe, okay. Yeah. That's October 23rd. 
then the same thing is happening in Columbus. Got it. Um, so there's going to be a European legacy and vintage champion and an American legacy and vintage champion. I'm from Ohio. It's just so hard to get me out to that state, though. <laughs> yeah, I, and it's too bad I'm going to miss it uh, because I'm going to have just gotten back from Chicago of all places. Oh, man, you're so close. If, if they had done it like the week before, I would have been able to sneak over between work engagements, but alas... Um, and then there's going to be a, a Star City Legacy Open in Baltimore, uh, November 5th. And um, can I just got a soapbox for one second here? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I'm really excited to see these big tournaments. I think that uh, you know recently there's been a little bit more of the like legacy is dying conversation, and uh, I don't want to blame Star City or get into that whole thing, but it will be nice to have each of these tournaments is probably going to have at least 200 people. Yeah. Um, the last Charles Travaganza had over 300 and the one before that had 300. So they'll have that much. The legacy and vintage championships. I mean, those could be record. The, the vintage championship will be a record number of people. It has been the past four years, three or four years, I think. And, uh, the last star city open, um, that was legacy. The one in Worcester, I think was, was one of the biggest ones, one of the, that they had. So, uh, of the year, you know, bigger than their standard opens. So I think this will be good psychologically for us. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited players. to see uh, so much legacy being played in such a short amount of time. Um, yeah, you, know, you get to play it all. The metagame, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, I think I think so too, and I think uh, you know we don't have we won't have another banner restricted list update until after the the next two legacy grand prix, which are Chiba, which is in Japan at the end of. Think at the end of November, and then Louisville in the U.S. So what, what's happening in the next four weeks is going to be really important. Yeah. So, so with that being said, what do you think we're going to see starting maybe next week with Eternal Extravaganza 5 in Baltimore? Well, if I were to pick uh, decks for like a top eight, right, I think you're going to have, let's say, two miracles, not first and second, but maybe first and and. Third, fourth, sixth, yeah, right. Uh, you're gonna have probably uh, some number of Eldrazi decks. I want to say uh, one and a half, but I think two is you know. Let's stick to a, yeah. a solid number here. So two miracles, two Eldrazi. I think you're gonna see uh, uh, some version of Delver. It might be like four color Delver, the Berg Delver. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna see Reanimator. So that's what one, two, three. Up to six. six. Yep. Um, I think, and don't, don't, you know what? Quote me on this. Uh, I think you're going to see a Lauren. Yep. Um, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of buzz about a Lauren, and I think that's a deck that people are going to be playing. I saw a lot, I saw at, at least two Lauren decks at, at the uh, tournament this weekend. Uh, I think it's a deck that people will play. Um, so that's seven and eight, I think it's going to be lands. Yep, um, I definitely think that's a that's pretty expected considering where it is as well. Like we're talking northeast, mm-hmm. um, you're not going to get a lot of off the beaten path stuff. Um, uh, I I think the one thing, well, I guess you you, you said uh, a land, which is a life in the loam deck, which I definitely expect yeah. to see. The one thing that you didn't mention that I had on my list. Um, and I didn't go to – well, there were two things you mentioned I had on the one of my list. One was show-and-tell. I think there will be a some sort of show-and-tell deck mm-hmm. um, at, at one of these tournaments. I think it's really powerful, and if you want to win, 
what's a pretty nice prize. Like Eternal Extravaganza, I think they're drafting power. <laughs> so, you know, um, that might be, that's a real thing. Um, you might just be like, all right, here's my show and tells, my omnisciences, and uh, omnisciences, whatever. Yeah, and, um, uh, that's omniscience. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I think, so I think show and tell will make an appearance, uh, Eternal weekend, you know, SG Baltimore, big prize purses. And, uh, I think it's hard to ignore death and taxes as a, as a possibility. Yeah. I think death um, and taxes could be, could be in there. I, I, I death and taxes slash Maverick on my list, just some sort of deck that's playing Valia guardian of Thraben. Some fair deck. Yeah. Some <laughs> sort of like, yeah, but some sort of like hate berry deck. I mean, there's so yeah. many hate bears. Um, um, yeah, I mean, Sanctum Prelate is 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 a card that I think is is guaranteed to make some sort of splash at this at the, these tournaments. I just feel like even if you name six right miracles, can just kill it still with you know if you get <laughs> two of them out, that's cool. You know, um, but, if you have two creatures on the board against miracles, you're doing pretty well. Yeah, you're doing all right. <laughs> um, but I think that. Uh, Miracles just has so much game against against those those fair decks and against the unfair decks that it's it, it'd be insane for me to not think that there's gonna not be at least two of them in the top eight. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Reanimator is just is 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 pretty much in the same category to me as the Show and Tell decks. It's just basically like a do you have it combo that includes an you know a, a quote unquote automatic win afterwards. Um, so I, I think that we're we're pretty close to being on the same page. Death and taxes being the only thing that that we aren't fully agreeing on. Yeah. But uh, I think that death and taxes can can definitely be in there. It's, it's definitely possible. Um, the last yeah the last big legacy top eight was two Grixis Delver, two Omnitel, one Alluren, one Mud, one Blue Red Delver, one Maverick, and that was uh, the Star City Classic in Indianapolis. Yeah. And that's pretty close. I mean. Uh, we didn't have the nine and ten were miracles, <laughs> so there's your two miracles in the top eight ish, you know. Um, so there are a couple decks we didn't mention, and maybe get your view on why we didn't mention them. Um, I'll start with Storm. Like, uh, I feel like just, Storm's just got like you know, but I think that in early round Storm's going to get messed messed around with by other uh, you know decks that prey on it, like mm-hmm. Delver. And uh, and miracles uh, and uh, what's called death and taxes are are really good against that deck, and mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it's at the best place in the current in the current meta, um, as far as like yeah you're gonna get your occasional turn two wins but there's so much your opponent can do on the play against you now uh, with miracles, every deck has some kind of hate for it, mm-hmm. um, so I think that it's not. It's not the, uh, it's just not positioned best for uh, right now. Yeah, uh, I agree with all that. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting. Like you know, a good storm pilot or one who's running hot or one who hits some good matchups can get pretty far. But yeah, you're asking a lot if you think there's going to be. I mean, I don't know if I want to say two of each of these decks, but definitely at least three of the top eight being miracles and Eldrazi. Um, and then throwing in the fact that, you know, you're looking at at some sort of Delver deck that's also going on a run. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just tough. Um, what about Shardless Bug? So Shardless Bug is, is one of those decks that I think just missed the cut for me. 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's because Shardless Bug is the deck that, like, ends up having to play against, you know, there's that, like, middling ground of decks that, like, have to play against each other for a while, and, and I think Shardless Bug loses to Storm. You know, like, Storm's gonna be there. Um, yeah. And I think that Shardless Bug is not that great a- against, uh, the, the Do You Have It decks, and it's definitely not that great against, uh, the Eldrazi decks. I was gonna say Eldrazi, definitely just a huge reason, yeah. you know, that deck will be out in force just because of its accessibility. I also don't think the matchup is as good against Miracles as it used to be. Yeah. Like, it used to be you'd play Shardless, it's like, oh, I have Abrupt Decay, so I'm going to beat Miracles. And I think the Miracles players have adapted, and I think... Uh, yeah, there's just, like... You what's have that card? Char- so, Mo- Monastery Mentor... Monastery Mentor, yeah. Splits <laughs> where you want to play your Abrupt Decays, right? So, like, yeah. either you're locking your opponent out, or you have, like four prowess one ones on the board after your opponent casts uh uh abrupt decay and you're kind of in a bad position at that point you know even if you have you know sort of uh, uh an advantages and like i have shardless agent plus three more cards in my hand if your opponent has out like three prowess one ones after you abrupt decay as mentor and then slams counterbalance like where are you at yeah yeah i know it's it's, it's tough um it's just a, it's the mentor is a tough card to beat. I was uh, noodling around a little bit with with aggro loam, mm-hmm. uh, like a four color loam deck, and that's a deck that's also supposed to have a very good miracles matchup. But if they if they stick a mentor, it's really hard. Yeah, I mean like, they can they protect get, that just mentor too. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like not like they're not, just throwing down a mentor and being like, well, whatever. Yeah. You know, like they can protect yeah. it, and protecting it is free magic cards for them too. So it's it's a little tough. Um, what about elves? So, I think elves is... Elves loses to lands, right? Um, and then... It loses to reanimator. Yeah. Loses to reanimator, right? Um, and I just don't think that people are really on a strategy that, like, is also bad against miracles. Um, you know, there's... I think a lot of the, the starting... You know, the decks that we named are really good against it. Eldrazi's pretty fine against Elves. You can drop a Chalice on two and kind of stop them from being able to cast uh, their Visionaries. Chalice on one stops most of the rest of the deck. Yeah. Um, so Yeah, I, I Miracles think, and Eldrazi are brutal just because of the lock. Yeah, the, lo- the lock that, the, that that deck has because of its sort of shortness in mana base... Um, or mana base and casting cost is 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 problematic uh, right now in the format with Chalice being so good and Miracles just being able to stop you, right? Like yeah. that's why I'm, I didn't pick Rugdulver as one of the decks that I think is uh, you know is going to be in a top eight because you know Miracles kind of smacks it around a little bit. You kind of have to play uh, Winter Orbs to even be able to kind of uh, get in against Miracles, and then Eldrazi is pretty good against it because. A chalice on one means you lose. Like yeah. you can't just play Tarmogoyce against Eldrazi and, and expect to win. You know. Um, yeah, I agree with all that. I will say that you know, if uh, if you're the kind of person who listens to what you just said about there being a lot of allure in and sees that it's becoming more popular with the white recruiter, bring elves. Like it's almost impossible for Aluren to win. I could not think of a conceivable <laughs> path to victory. Like. <laughs> Uh, you know, 
I mean, other than like the obvious like force of will, their natural order, but by then you're just dead. But yeah. it's kind of funny because um, it is like a cakewalk there. Um, I scribbled a bunch of decks here, but maybe just want to ask about one more kind of deck in particular, and that is Blood Moon decks. Blood Moon decks, like, I think, have a place in 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 the meta, but they're not. It's not a tier one place. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's cool that you can get out, you know, your Mags of the Moon or your Blood Moon, and then sneak and show something or sneak and, sneak attack something in, you know, sneak attack in Grizzle Brand, and then uh, draw a bunch and sneak attack in Emrakul is is a wonderful way to win mad to win your Magic game. But uh, I don't think that uh, it's uh, it's better than a lot of other decks. Uh, you know, I, is it better than Show and Tell? No, I don't think so. It's not well, better show than Reanimator. Show and Tell has a problem against that deck because, like, yeah, you Show and Tell in uh, a Grizzle Brand. I Show and Tell in a Grizzle Brand. Uh, you get to attack first, or, or I'll draw. You know, uh, uh, Emrakul. You know, also bad. Yeah. But well, I was going to say Omni, that. Oh, go on. I was just going to say that Show and Tell could be the Blood Moon deck, too. Yeah, this is true. It could be, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other thing about Show and Tell is uh, if you're going up against a classic Omnitel deck and you're the Blood Moon deck, um, it doesn't care, one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and two, it, uh, it can a lot of the Omnitel decks are winning at instant speed with Release the Ants. So, uh, yeah. you know, what happened to me last week was uh, my reanimator opponent played Show and Tell. It was Golgari Vin. Uh, <laughs> He, he wow. cast show and tell. Yeah, he's changed, man. He's, he's on blue cards now. Um, and uh, I put, uh, I, you know, he thought I was on countertop because I was playing Miracle of Science. And I put Om- Omniscience into play, and he almost lost his mind, you know, because he didn't <laughs> know that I was doing that. And, uh, and you know, like, he, well, he, what was funny is he wanted to add insult to injury because he had uh, Grizzlebrand on the table. And he's like, yeah. all right, so I'll show and tell because your Miracles deck doesn't have anything good to put in. And he lost because I was just like, okay, well, now that you've le- allowed me to cast all my spells for free, I'll be casting all my spells for free at instant speed and <laughs> killing you. And he was just like, that was greedy and stupid. I was like, well, you had no idea that, that I was going to be doing that. Um, but, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of the lists for Omnitel having that Miracle of Science package, uh, with the the Firemind's Foresight into... Yep. Cutting Wish, a fork, and a brainstorm into Elmrati's call and release the ants. Brainstorm your uh, Elmrati's called Emrakul on top of your deck and release all the ants. Yeah, it's a pretty, uh, it's a sinister combo uh, if it works, you know. It yep, and um, I think there was a deck that had uh, pieces of the puzzle, which is a card from oh yeah yeah one of the uh, one of the shadows over Innistrad's and what replenish right. And replenish. So Oof. this deck, the piece of the puzzle is two in a blue, I think. And yeah. you basically look at the top five, you get up to two instants or sorceries, then bin the rest. So uh, this player had a Tundra and a, and a Replenish in his deck and just basically used it like dig through time with the added upside of being able to just like bin his omniscience and then replenish it back if he needed it to. Um, Pretty sweet. Is that a sorcery you get. or an instant? I think it's a sorcery. It okay. is in standard, so I'm going to assume it's a sorcery. <laughs> Let's see. Pieces of the puzzle. Pretty good. Uh, it is a sorcery. Two okay. and blue. Good. Good. Otherwise, <laughs> it'd be a little powerful. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that is it is kind of dig through timey. I mean, you can't you can't pluck the uh, combo from it, but that's what the replenish is for, I guess. Yeah. And that's an interesting way to look at it. I just I just think that. Um, Every time I see one of these show and tell omniscience decks, I'm like, how, do, how does this deck lose? <laughs> like, 
like it's just so unfair like you can't do anything against an omniscience um it just is the worst feeling yeah i had like i i had shown telled in uh my my omniscience and my opponent put in his quasali pride mage and he had mana open and i was like okay well uh i'll, I'll brainstorm right expecting him to kill my omniscience and then i was gonna try and get him in response right and he, yeah. he was smart enough to not you know like kill me immediately or kill kill the uh you know omniscience immediately because he knew i was gonna try something so i brainstorm and i see another omniscience so i take that and i just play that and he's just like i scoop <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough because, I mean, yeah, okay, they brainstorm, you use your pride mage, and then, then response, cunning wish, yeah, right? Yeah, it's over. The game's over at <laughs> yeah. that point. Yeah, right? the game's right. over, yeah. Um, it's, just, it's, just really, it's just really hard to beat. The best way to beat it is to, like, win first, which is what Reanimator can do, um, and that makes their show-and-tells bad. So I guess if that shows up, starts to show up in more force just because it's a really easy duck to just win with um reanimator becomes a better choice yeah and especially if charlotte's bug is just on the decline though i mean grixis delver have it has as a death rate shaman duck too um so let's see what should we go next i was thinking what, what would you bring what, what what would you bring then would you uh I think go for the I best would, deck which I is would miracles try or? to go with the best deck I, I think i'd play the orsman miracles deck because it's good against other miracles players and uh-huh. it's it's got a range against uh, Eldrazi decks. Um, you know, I'd like to own a moat, but I don't, so I'd have to play some sort of other card that will help me against Eldrazi. Um, but you're not going to play Eldrazi all day long, so you know you can stand a, a, a you know a loss here or there against that deck if you're going to uh, beat a lot of other decks. And I think that deck is really great against uh, Reanimator. Right, it's pretty solid against mm-hmm. uh, sneak and show. You can actually, uh, because of the number of three drops in the deck, you can actually just keep, you know, a three drop on top of your deck against uh, against uh, sneak and show, uh, and you know, counter the sneak attacks. Um, you know, separately, not you know, sneak attack is a four mana card. Counter the sneak attack separately. Um, through the breach that a lot of these decks are playing presents a problem because. Uh, it's a five drop, yeah. Well, so you have to have a force of will, of will on top of your deck. Or um, your hand. <laughs> so it's a lot. It's asking a lot of your of your uh, casting cost base, as it, as it were. Um, but uh, so I think I would play miracles, or I would play um, reanimator, just because I'd like to eat in between rounds. So I feel like that's a deck that you know it's 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 got its resilience to graveyard hate, and that you can just play show and tells. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that uh, I think that's another fine deck. If I uh, if I really knew for sure that this was going to be the top eight, I would probably play Jund. Yeah, I think Jund's, <laughs> Jund's a good one. So you can be a fair deck in a, in a format that I think that um, the biggest worry you have is Eldrazi there against Jund, right? Like yeah, um, a Shardless Bug is 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 a tough matchup because they're basically you a turn earlier yeah they're a blue version of your deck <laughs> yeah but and like they they don't have the reach but it doesn't matter because they they also have like access to funny things like baleful strix and jace and yeah. um and jace which is which is tough the, and is the funniest that's, thing <laughs> yeah um 
I mean, if you were if you're gonna say like two miracles, two Eldrazi, one Delver, one Reanimator, one Allure, and one Lands, I think I want to bring Deathrite Shaman. Yeah. So Deathrite uh, Shaman's a good call there. I mean, that's a creature that uh, is great against miracles. It does a lot of work against Reanimator. Um, at least kind of keeps the keeps you alive against Eldrazi. Um, it's good against lands. It it's also good against yeah, lands. yeah, it helps you keep up with Eldrazi because they're whatever. If assuming they don't just chalice you, um, but I mean, your John deck's going to have abrupt decay and probably Colagon's command and possibly Maelstrom Pulse. It's pretty resilient to chalice. Sometimes you're you're dope like me and you play Lightning Bolt and then the, they open on it and you have like Bolt Deathrite Shaman Thoughtseize yeah. in your hand and you look stupid. But you know, I think it's I think it's pretty good. Um, where sometimes miracles will miracles you, and that's a problem. Yeah. And there will be, you'll see that, and good miracles players know how to beat John, but um, sometimes I feel like being proactive is, is the way to go. It yeah. Kind of, yeah. I, mean, I don't want to... The deck's I, when, got lots of reach in, in that if you're playing Punishing John against, like, a miracles player, like, you can afford to just sit there and, like, get him every turn. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I uh, I don't know if I would love that because I feel like I would play against Storm early <laughs> if yeah, I did it. Like, right? it's like nothing nothing says that your first two opponents are like Storm Dredge. Then here's my Jun deck. <laughs> I mean, at least you can play Leyline of the Void in your sideboard. Yeah, against, uh, Dredge. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dredge is, isn't the worst, but like sometimes just like you're down a game to Dredge and you have to win at least one game on the on the draw. Yeah. <laughs> With you know, it, it didn't, or just play against Storm, and you have to win at least one game on the draw. If you lose the die roll, what I wouldn't so. take into this meta though is uh, is infect. What I took in this weekend just didn't feel great. Like miracles is probably an okay matchup, but it's not. You know, it's not like they have nothing to do against you. And Eldrazi just felt like if I stumbled at all, that deck just ran me over. Yep, uh, I think that's fair. I think. What's tough about uh, not miracles? Uh, in fact, is just um, a lot of these decks are are just tight and powerful. Yeah, and you're gonna have a hand of like all invigorates with no creature on the board or something at some yeah, point. Yeah, they have if they have <laughs> creature removal that they can make work, and and they can more often than not because uh, you know you can save a creature from a bolt with invigorate, right? But you can't save a creature from dismember with invigorate. You know, so yeah, so it becomes really tough uh, that you're. You know, that your one-shot uh, kills become, I'm trying to save my creature into, like, it, this can't even save my creature. I just have pump spells left in my hand. You yeah. know, so those decks are pretty, you know, Eldrazi and is particularly pretty good about being able to stop you from having dudes on the board to kill them with. And then they can block, you know, your Glistener Elves if they need to. Yeah, right, exactly. You have to get through, and, like, they can block your Glistener Elf, not just... You know, they're not going to chump block. They're going to block it with a 4-4. Four, four. Or they can block <laughs> five, it with five. their matter reshaper and just get something else, right? Like, and draw yeah. into removal. You know, so it's, it's you know, even if you're pumping your dude, you're wasting a spell on on their creature that lets them draw another creature. Um, if they make their creatures big enough, you know, it's not doing much for you. I mean, the best thing that can happen is you have to pump your uh, Glistener Elf to their uh, to their Thought Not Seer and you get to draw a card because of it, right? Mm-hmm. But that means that you've already lost a card, so it's it's tough. Uh, I, I think that that's a tough matchup, and I it's not exactly where I think I want to be uh, for for the first tournament. I think 
Um, if we're looking at this as your as the meta for the first tournament, we can assume that people will be looking at that as the meta for for the second tournament, and they're going to make some changes uh, to to what they bring, right? Yeah. So, and I think that's why it'll be so fun to look after the Eternal Travaganza. Yeah. So <laughs> see what I happens. think I, I think if we if we say that uh, you know our our top te- you know our ten that we have the ten decks that we have uh, so to speak are are our top eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have what we have: Miracles, Reanimator, Death and Taxes, uh, Aloran, Eldrazi, uh, some form of uh, Delver, uh, probably four color Delver, and what were the other two decks? Oh, I I just got tangled up. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You mentioned Aloran. Oh, yeah, I, I've got Aloran, Miracles, Reanimator, uh, Death and Show Taxes. And uh, no, I didn't say show and tell. Um, you didn't say it. We're just if we're expanding our you know yeah. top. Six. So, so if if those look like the meta, and and let's assume that miracles Eldrazi is like first or second. Um, mm-hmm. where do you go from there? Right, like you want something that's. I almost want to play rug Delver in a format like that, right? Like, there's a fair number of combo ish decks. I can play, uh, what's it called against uh, Miracles, uh, uh, Winter Orb. I can play like yep. a two Winter Orb in my deck. So I think Rug Delver would be a good uh, call for the second tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what, like we're going from EE5 to, to Eternal to Weekend, Eternal Weekend, right? So for Eternal Weekend, I think Rug Delver is not a bad call. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, assuming that we're correct on the first week, right? So, uh, Rug Delver into Dredge, um, just because Dredge is like a, a getcha kind of deck, and, uh, I think Storm, you could see on that list, and then I would probably kick off of that list, uh, like Reanimator, because yeah. Reanimator would, would be a deck that gets hated, hated on pretty heavily by, uh, Rug, and uh, the rest of the meta that we already explained, like Miracles and Eldrazi, can like kind of take down Reanimator. A lot. Of, I'm seeing a lot more um, Miracle. Uh, sorry, Eldrazi decks. They're playing white so that they can play the Caracas as well. Yep, and Eldrazi Displacer and yeah. occasionally Containment Priest, which, which is a tough card. All pretty good against uh, a Show and Tell deck or a Reanimator deck, as it were. Yeah. Well, I think that you know what we what you said. With those decks, uh, the two that you said, you know, one and a half Eldrazi, two Miracles. Live tournaments last two months, according to MG, MTG Top 8, Eldrazi Aggro, 11%. Blue-White Miracles, 11%, which is a pretty big metagame share. Is that the chunk? Yeah, but those are the largest two. It's actually, you're talking I'm, seeing 22%. Four, I'm seeing 14 for Blue-White Miracles and 11 for Eldrazi. Uh, it, that's if you uh, if you scroll down the top there from last two months to live tournaments last two months. Ah. Because I do think... That and that just sense. shows how, yeah, yeah. how how big Miracles is on online. Yeah, <laughs> it gets a whole three percent back. Yeah, um, I don't know exactly what causes that. I'm gonna guess probably something to do with um, Force you know Will just being cheaper at some point. It came yeah. down in price. Uh, other cards that are expensive, like you know Rashad and Port's expensive online, and yeah, you know, it takes you out of, la- out of those lands decks and death and taxes just kind of vanishes. So um, yeah, so life tournaments. So what what are we looking at if we just take the meta as the top eight actually played decks? 
Um, so we're looking at Eldrazi aggro, Death and Taxes, uh, Bug aggro midrange. That's probably Shardless Bug. That's Shardless Bug, and, yeah. Uh, and Miracles. And then it cuts pretty quickly to, like, Grixis, Delver, Infect, and Lands. And then some sort of Stoneblade deck. Oh, no, uh, Show and Tell. Yeah, Show and Tell's up there. Reanimator's higher than Stoneblade. Yeah. I, uh... We didn't. I didn't even want to bring up Stoneforge Mystic. Like it's just such a dead strategy right now. It's, it's so bad against Miracles and Drazi. Right now, I mean, it's fine <laughs> if your Death and Taxes is like a side plan, but like th- that being your value uh, and in the game sort of situation seems like a bad idea right now. Which is t- so tough against Miracles, all the creature removal, and then the worst feeling is just getting your equipment thought not seared. Oh, it's just terrible. <laughs> your opponent's like, and I'll take that Bob from you runs. and yeah. my. Four, my two drop is larger than your two drop. <laughs> hey, yeah, by quite a lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I um, I think that's where we are. I'm excited to see the vintage lists that come out from the first three tournaments. They will all have vintage events as well. Yeah, um, I, I think that'll be uh, a lot of fun to you know. I, I mean, I've been tooling around with vintage a little bit, and uh, I you know I've got my I've got my sweet vintage proxies now. And so yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking to see what happens, uh, so that the next time I play a, a local vintage event, I have like something spicy and new. Yeah, vintage is, it seems like a little bit. There's a little bit more spice just because every deck has so many one ofs that what's another one or two of? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, whereas legacy, I think we're just kind of we're kind of stuck right now. It just uh, you know, miracles is a deck that is very good. And if you want, and you don't, you don't, you're not necessarily going to play it, and you can have a good time and never play it. Yeah. But if you're planning to win, the good miracles players are going to be at the top tables, and you're going to have to face them. Yeah. It's like an end boss. <laughs> so. That's for sure. That's for sure the reason why I think the deck that I would play, if I could play it competently, competent, competently, would be the uh, Oarsman Miracles deck because I think it's good against other miracles decks and has plenty of game against the rest of the meta, uh, field. Yep, and the reason I picked John was just like it's a deck that's consistent, like you know what to expect when you draw cards, um, and you get a decent amount of card movement. It's you know, there's an argument Charlotte's Bug versus John. Um, I just sometimes really like having access to Lightning Bolt, <laughs> uh, you know, just to kill things like Glistener Elf. Yeah. So. Um... Yeah, you know, uh, another thing I wanted to bring up really fast is. Uh, how classic starting to become a thing, uh, you know, it's been a thing, but now classic is starting to really pick up a little bit of steam. And I think mm-hmm. there's going to be a classic event at, uh, eternal weekend too. Is that 90, 94 or whatever? So classic is, uh, basically reverse modern, okay. like vintage, oh, yeah. vintage pre eighth edition. Um, Interesting. so everything that doesn't have a, a uh, border that is modern so uh the deck that i would want to be playing would be you know turbo stasis with chronotogs i think yeah um and i don't know i've never thought about it i thought about the 93 94 i know that's very popular with the uh eternal weekend crowd yeah. um and i just unfortunately just uh just can never play it <laughs> so uh i mean the, the deck that i play for that is actually just stasis <laughs> <laughs> Just stasis. Just, yeah. I just play like regular stasis with this, you know, the no despotic scepters. I have to play disenchants instead and boomerangs and stuff. 
You get those uh, sweet Legends boomerangs. Oh, my God. Time element. You get that Legends time element. Oh, yes, I sure do. I have the Legends time elemental. Uh, it's it's just a it's a really uh, fun deck to to play because one you can sort of go infinite with the time elemental which is cool but um, uh-huh. a lot of a lot of people don't realize that like it's not a slow deck uh, once you have the kill it's pretty convincing and it's not like your opponent can do anything or you can do anything uh, more than just tap a land and say go and then your opponent draws three cards and you tap a land and say go and your opponent draws three cards and you're like oh cool. I'll bounce my uh, stasis. I've got like 12 lands out. I'll tap st- two to put back stasis. And uh, then I will uh, play Felden's Cane. Go, 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 <laughs> go. You're dead. I'll Felden's Cane. You know, like, and that's like, to me, like, one of the more fun uh, old ways to play the game is like to get to play like just how I used to play when I was, you know, 16, 17 years old. Yeah. Um, Miserable for my opponent, though. I mean, I, yeah. I I have no illusions about how not fun that is, and I completely understand, you know, not putting stasis back into, you know, modern or something like that, or like, you know, I, I, I get that. Not untapping is not playing magic. But yeah. man, so fun. Um, I wonder, like, if, uh, well, I guess there are fetch lands and duels in that classic thing because yeah. of Onslaught, right? Sure yeah. are, yep. Let's say like get your Sabo's Web stasis lock. I always want. I've been trying to get some sort of Sabo's Web lock going, but I can never think of enough lands to put in my deck that don't have non mana abilities. Like I really want to just like turn one Ancient Tomb Sabo's Web, turn two Thalia Heretic Kathar, nice fetch lands. Yeah, but <laughs> never. Uh, I don't think it's gonna ever be good, unfortunately. So, uh, so I guess we'll check in next week after the Utah Champ against us. Yeah, sounds good. All right, thanks, Zach. Have a good night. Yeah, man, have a good one.